guys, what's going on? Welcome to the show. This is Sports with Strawberry Ice. I'm your host, Jeff Trenopold, the Iceman. And as always, I bring you sports from a west side point of view right here in the great city of Cincinnati, Ohio, home of Hootie Nation, baby. Now, do me a favor. If you found the show, hit that like and subscribe button. Smash that thumbs up. I'm up to 1,116 subscribers. That is awesome. Let's keep it rolling. Try to get to 10,000 as fast as we can. Now, this show and every show is brought to you by T-Properties. T-Properties, quality housing for quality people. Check out their website at www.tpropertiesllc.com for all your rental property management needs and your rental needs. All right, guys, we got a special guest today. He's another James Rapine, but... You know, this this whole week, it, it's been weird. It's like there's something missing. Like, you know, I can't figure out what it is. It's like I'm missing a, a, a bag, some kind of like a, I don't know, like dime bag or a, a, a D bag or, or something like that. Oh, wait, I know who it is. Jeremy, you're back. I am back, my friend. How are you doing? Good. I'm, I'm glad you uh, recover from your COVID vaccine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It 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 wasn't much at all. Uh, won't get into it, but you know, a little sore throat, little uh, honestly, 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 nobody cares. They just want to get the James right. So I I know, right? So why am I even laughing? Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's get to from Locked On Bengals and Sports Illustrated. My man James Rapine. What's going on, James? How are you, buddy? What's up, fellas? I'm doing well. How are you? Well, um. Pretty good until about an hour ago, and uh, I think the Bengals' Twitter blew up with uh, Morgan Moses. Uh, what, thoughts? What do you what do you what do you think about about the uh, Bengals possibly? I mean, I don't even know if the Bengals are even thinking about it, but what do you what do you think? They should be thinking about it. They should absolutely That's be right. thinking about it. And look, you're talking about a guy who hasn't missed a regular season start since yep. 2015. He's yep. 30 years old. He was Pro Football Focus's sixth ranked tackle last year. I mean, it had an 80 overall score. And while that was a career year, even if he's close to that, that's one, uh, probably better than what Riley Reef is going to give you or around the same. Two, it allows you to kick Riley Reef inside the left guard. Mm -hmm. And now from left to right, you're talking about Jonah Williams, Riley Reef, Trey Hopkins when he's healthy, Jackson Carmen, who they love. And and then this Morgan Moses guy who – uh, you know, it could be a huge addition. So sign me up all day long. I was actually on board with potentially giving up a pick for him, but now that he's released, you don't have to, right? Th- this is a no brainer. Right. I would, I would certainly reach out and I'd offer him a starting job and, uh, and see if you could get something done. Yeah. I, had, well, I, I tweeted it and I put it on Facebook page and, and, and somebody was like, well, I'd be okay with that. If Riley reef is, is okay with moving the guard. I mean, reef said, on his mm-hmm. press conference, I'll play guard, I'll play tackle, I'll play wherever you want. So I don't think that would be even uh, remotely an issue. Reef, uh, Reef is a, a team player. And if you get uh, Moses at right tackle, <laughs> dude, I think our offense line goes from good to very good. No, uh, no, I, 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 go, I, ahead, I go ahead, Jeremy. Sorry. <laughs> I, I was just going to ask you real quick, um, what, what would be the ideal deal, I guess, <laughs> Uh, for Cincinnati um, to bring him in, what what would you see as in long-term and money-wise? Well, I think it's a one-year type deal, not only for the Bengals, but for Morgan Moses. If I'm, if I'm Moses at this stage, not a lot of teams have cap space. I want to reestablish my value and retest the market again next offseason. So much like Riley Reef, 
one-year type deal. The Bengals have over $22 million in cap space, which gives them plenty of room to extend Jesse Bates, extend Sam Hubbard if they want to do both, and still fit Moses in, you know, in their plans. Right. So uh, it, as far as money for 2021, he was making seven, just over $7 million or so this year. I would say in the five to seven range, especially if you plan on him starting, that's fine. And you might be able to get him for a little less because you can guarantee him a starting job. Uh, the yeah. cap hit will certainly be uh, pretty much, if it's a one-year deal, exactly what you sign him for. But the room's there. I think it makes sense. And then um, the, the other thing, and, and Jeff, you mentioned this, there's no doubt Riley Reef. I asked him about, yeah. are you willing to play guard? Because when they signed him, we were talking about Penny Sewell. And right. Penny Sewell, that, at, at that moment, on, and I look back today, March 19th, when Riley Reef talked to us, it was like, oh, yeah, Penny Sewell's going to definitely play tackle. Now that – that thought process changed a bit as we got closer and closer to the draft. Right. But could Riley Reef kick inside? Absolutely. And now you you really, because I think we know what Trey Hopkins is. Now your big question mark would be who? Jackson Carmen? Yeah. Well, that's a great question mark <laughs> great. to have, especially when you got Xavier Suofilo and Quentin Spain on the bench. So it, it would, I I think it would give the Bengals a shot at having a top. 16 offensive line, top half of the league. And, and I think that's unrealistic at this stage. But if you add a, a proven commodity like that, and now suddenly Reef is playing one of your guard spots, you have a couple uh, backup guards that you feel really, really good about, that uh, that offensive line room just feels that much stronger. Yeah, exactly. And, and the thing is, one, one of your if you sign him, one of the guys that was on your starting offensive line last year, Michael Jordan, probably won't make the team. <laughs> I would, no. I mean, somebody – Somebody's not going to. I mean, I would think it'd be either him or, or Spain, or not Spain, uh, Sir Philly maybe. But, I mean, that's the thing. Is, is somebody who you relied on last year probably gets bumped out. And that's, to me, that's a good thing. Nothing against th those guys, but that's a good thing. That's that's upgrading your talent, and that's what we all want them to do. No doubt. And, and so that's certainly part of it because now you have guys like Spain in Suofilo who could be your backups and play either guard spot. And then, you know, Akeem Adenogy would be fighting, right? And you're right. Michael Jordan right. would be fighting. And that's good. That's not a bad thing because there are going to be injuries in training camp. There are going to be injuries yeah. early in the season. So it's yeah. nothing personal, but if you can boost your roster with a guy that you weren't expecting to be there, you do it now. Yeah. Do I think the Bengals will do this? Well, I think they're pretty comfortable mm. with Riley Reef right. at right tackle, yeah. and yeah. that's the trouble. They're not mm. moving Jonah inside right no. now. They believe in him, and so that's that's my concern. But should they? 100%. They should at least call, see what Moses is asking for on the market, and if he's uh, – you know, if he's got a reasonable asking price, I would say bring him in because what's the one knock, by the way, on Jonah right now? It's not, is he capable? It's health. He's played yeah. 10 games in two years. Right. Well, Moses hasn't missed a start right. since 2015. So let's mm -hmm. say Jonah goes down. You can move Riley Reef to left tackle and, and, and have a guy in – because he that's where he played for the Vikings, by the way. Right. Yep. And then mm -hmm. you have Moses at right tackle, and you still feel pretty good about the tackle spots. Exactly. I mean, I, I agree with that. I, I, don't, I don't know necessarily if the Bengals will do it because it kind of feels like at like this point last year, they were they were happy with their offensive line. None of mm -hmm. us were, but they were. And I kind of I have I have a feeling that, that right now that they're happy with it, which is which is I'm happy with the line. Man, like you said, they weren't expecting uh, Moses to be uh, released. But hopefully they will 
kind of at least make the phone call and you know just check it out. What? Why not? What? What could it hurt? Just bring him in and and good. No, you're fine. I, I will say I, I think they're definitely having a conversation. You have to, and yeah. the, the the conversation might be if I have to put myself in that room. And again, I haven't talked to anyone since Moses was released, but you say, is it worth it pursuing this guy? And is he an upgrade? How much better is our line? If we're kicking Riley reef inside one, is he better than reef at right tackle? And I would say probably, even though it's he's, close, he's a little he's younger, younger too. I mean, that, that age has, has to be a factor in, in, into that. I think, Absolutely. And, and then you, you talk about Jonah Williams' durability. Deontay Smith, I like him, but you know he's a guy that's probably a year away from really contributing. Right. Akeem Adenogy could end up playing tackle, but again, do you want to bank on that? Same thing with Fred Johnson, and that could be a guy, by the way, um, who, who would lose his job potentially if you bring in a Morgan Moses. So right. th- this is th- that's the question that they're asking. And to me – Banking on proven veterans versus, oh my gosh, Jonah Williams got got dinged up. Now Riley Reef has to go to left tackle, and at right tackle, Fred Johnson's in there. Akeem Adenogy's in there. Now suddenly, that's a, that's a question mark again, and you're yeah, concerned, and you're you can same, avoid that problem. Yeah, you're in the same position you were last year. You know, mm-hmm. uh, you gotta, we got to stack talent, stack depth. Now let's get to the other uh, exciting news that happened earlier this week which was Jackpot Joe Burrow's doctor. And I will let you say his name because you did a way better job of saying the doctor's name than I did. I didn't even try it. But he said that Jackpot Joey is going to be ready game one. Yeah, Dr. Neil Elitrash from Los Angeles. And, uh, that's, why you're the, that's why you're the professional. I'm just a oh fan. <laughs> he, um, yeah, so Joe Burrow, from what I've been told, um, in, in the timing makes a ton of sense, was in Los Angeles over the weekend. He got a checkup, had those tests done with uh, Dr. Neil Elatrash, who performed the surgery and flew back on Monday, which really lines up with him throwing to, to Joe Burrow or yes. uh, to, to Jamar Chase, Chase and CJ Uzama yesterday. Yep. But um, yep. yeah, yeah so, on so that, he, by the way, no video, no video. <laughs> I, hey, man, you don't know how long it took me to try to confirm that right now. It's uh, <laughs> I, it's tough to confirm those things. I was on that for hours trying to get someone to, to, to say, yeah, we saw you know, so, um, but we, I was able to pull it off, but yeah, it, uh, it went, it's going well, he's attacking it. And, uh, I, I think that that's, it's great because I think that means that he can do a lot during OTAs. Now, will they show us that? Will, uh, you know, Burrow be throwing in front of the media? I would assume not. I think the team's well, going to, to hide that, but you know what can happen? Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow and CJ Uzama and T Higgins, they can work out on their own. Um, exactly. or work out on the side before or after practice, stuff like that. And, and I would expect that to happen because this team, the, they seem to be pretty motivated. And I don't think anyone's more motivated than Joe Burrow right now. Exactly. Now you had you had a uh, article, I think you put it out today, that there's actually one national analyst or whatever. I actually think the Bengals actually be good this year. And it's uh, Shine from Shine on Sports. Yep. Yeah, Adam Shine. He's been yeah. bullish. On Burrow, bullish on the Bengals. And uh, look, I, I get it because let's say the Bengals get Moses, don't get Moses, but the offensive line holds up. Mm-hmm. Why can't this offense average 30 a game? That's what like, I said. <laughs> you know, I, why, why can't they? Because if, if Burrow right. is healthy and mm-hmm. he takes a step forward in year two, well, I look at this offense and Joe Mixon is certainly going to be hungry. T Higgins, Tyler Boyd, obviously Jamar Chase. If CJ Uzama comes back, he had a pretty good rapport 
with Joe Burrow oh, yeah. in the first game first and, and a half. We caught his first touchdown. Yep. So to me, like if you're averaging in that range, let's go lower, 27 to 30 points per game, you're going to win a lot of games. And I, I still have questions about this defense, but I, I get why people are going to be bullish on the Bengals, especially as we get closer to camp and we keep hearing the Burrow's good, Burrow looks good. As right, long right. as those reports keep coming out, I think right. people will continue to talk. At least some people will, will get a little uh, more <laughs> bullish on the Bengals. Well, I want you, you know that I, I always uh, look at everything through orange sunglasses. So I don't know if you got to check this out, tweeted this out, but it, like last week when the schedule came out. But this is my my record for the schedule. <laughs> now, it's it it could be it could be a little over optimistic. I, I I I agree with you if you're saying that, but I do think the beginning of the season we have a very good shot of starting out three or, or four. I know honestly, I really do think the way they set the schedule up, it's. They're they're hard teams, but it's not a gauntlet. At the end of the season, it's kind of a gauntlet. But I know eleven and six. That's probably pie in the sky. But I don't know what what do you what do you think in the the record might be, or have you even, even got to that yet? Yeah, my initial reaction to the schedule because I did the same thing you did uh, on my YouTube channel, Cincinnati Bengals talk. Uh, shameless plug there, but uh, oh, no, nope, no nope. plug uh, away, I, brother, I, plug away. No, no I uh, I did the same thing, right? And it's fun to right. play the schedule game. Yeah, and I, I'm I believe I was either I think I was at eight and nine. And, and so I, I saw some of those on there for you. And, and I think the key is, you know, I'm not going to debate Kansas City in week 17. You know, that's going to yeah. be a tough one. We'll see. But I had picked one. I don't think we're going to lose three in a row. That's sure. You know, that's, it, no, but it's, it's okay. It's, you know, yeah. it, it could happen. Hell, it I've happened got, in I've 2003. I've got pounded for that one. I've got pounded for that one. Everything. Oh, you, you have us losing to the Raiders, but beating Kansas City. I'm like, we can't win all of them. <laughs> what if Chad Henney plays the second half? You know, you right. never know what's going to happen. Right. So, yeah, exactly. Um, as, as far, though, is is what I just saw there. I tried to digest it pretty quick. You have them getting off to a six and three start. And that's the key. The mm-hmm. key is, is those first four to five games, you got to beat the Vikings at home. You got to go on the road and beat Andy Dalton or Justin Fields in his first or second start. Mm-hmm. You got to handle business against Urban Meyer and Trevor Lawrence. You just, right. you got to win those games. You got to beat up on Detroit on the road, the Jets on the road. Those are games you have to win. Even the Raiders, mm-hmm. that's a game where I look at like, man, you, you, you probably got to win that because you to could. me, that last stretch, you, you absolutely could, mm-hmm. but Pittsburgh, Mm-hmm. The Chargers, mm-hmm. the 49ers, mm-hmm. then you got Denver, you got a break right. there. Right. And then the last three, and it's still yeah. not a break because it's on the road. It's still yeah. going to be tough. That's a tough defense. Mm-hmm. But then Baltimore, Kansas City, and Cleveland, you're talking about maybe the three best teams in the AFC going into the year. Not right. necessarily in that order. That's a tough end. So even if you have a winning record at that stage, you're going to have to win at least one of those three, like you said. So. Mm-hmm. It's uh, a good start is the key because if yes. not, this could unravel quick, especially after what's happened over the past couple of seasons. Yeah, exa- exactly. And uh, one other thing I want I want to get because I know you got to get out of here pretty quickly, but a couple of things I want to want to get down with you is I you had sure. uh, my boy uh, Bengal Jim on your uh, on your show. Did you release that today? I think I, at least I got to watch it today. Yeah. And uh, I'm I'm trying to get help him out and get this out there as much as I can as the uh, jungle to the hall. And I think he said on your show that uh, uh, Willie Anderson is going to be actually be up there with him. 
Yep, that's his goal is to get Willie up there. Willie said he's going to be able to make it work. So obviously you never know what's going to come up schedule-wise, but the plan as of now at least is for Willie Anderson to be up there June awesome. 19th would mm-hmm. be amazing, right? Oh, and uh, Anybody that knows Bengal Jim and his tailgates knows that this event's going to be put together right. I, I heard there's multiple uh, national outlets that are going to be there covering it. So yep. this yep. this sounds like a blast. So the big, biggest thing is what, what we need is we need people, if you're going to go, we need you to register. That's the that's the key to this whole thing. Bengal Jim needs to know how many people are coming. So uh, <laughs> please register. He's got a hotel set up. Uh, you're, we're going to get a tour of the Hall of Fame afterwards. Uh, there's a brewery restaurant close to this hotel. So it's going to be a party. It's going to be fun. Like I said, it's it's not a uh, protest. It's a rally. It's to celebrate our Bengals history. Ken and Ken, Ken Anderson, Ken Rally, and Willie Anderson, who all should be in the Hall of Fame. We're trying to get working on the first year right now. Willie should definitely be next. But <laughs> get as many Bengals fans as we can to get up there. Now, James, are you going to try to make it up there or, or – I in a perfect world I would. Uh, we'll see if I'll be able to make it happen. That'll be sort of right after OTAs wrap right. up, and I, I'll right. try to catch some a little bit of shut eye, a little vacation maybe before <laughs> training camp. Well, so we'll we'll see. That's the funny thing. I, I'm literally leaving on vacation. Like my my wife and daughter are leaving on vacation that Thursday, and I was supposed to leave that Saturday, but I pushed it back so I can go to this thing. So if I can do wow. that. Wow. Then you Bengals fans should be able to. So I'm gonna I'm probably gonna miss I was saving the Hall of Fame, but I'm gonna miss all the, the beer drinking and stuff. I, I gotta go back home. <laughs> yeah. So I'm gonna drive up and drive back. You can do that there. <laughs> right, exactly, <laughs> exactly. So if I can do that, you guys can can make a, an exception and get up there. One more thing, uh James, did uh have you heard of Jeremy's new nickname for uh Tyler Shelvin yet? Have you have you been told? It's it's been all oh, over Twitter. Oh. I have not. What do we All got? Right. What we got it here. Buy you big or big daddy buy you. <laughs> <laughs> that when, when I Triple. saw that when I saw that man, I said that he reminds me of Big Daddy Wilkinson out of Ohio State. And I don't I think he's gonna play exactly the opposite that Wilkinson played. But when you look at the guy, you're like, that's just that's big daddy right there. And where's he? going to college in the bayou man so it's been it's it's been just some fun between everybody just to talk about but i'm not going to ask you about the defense this time i'm going to wait because i know you got to go in like four minutes or something yeah well it's all right right i mean i like like you said i have a few minutes um i like the shelvin pick i'm not going to pretend i knew a lot about him at the time right but in the afc north man I look back to last year and, and what Baltimore did. They just run through the Bengals every year, it seems like, now with Lamar Jackson and that rushing attack. Cleveland clinched that week two game where Joe Burrow's balling out in his mm-hmm. second career game mm-hmm. and keeping this bad Bengals roster, comparatively speaking, to the, the Browns <laughs> roster in the game. And, and, well, Baker Mayfield doesn't have to throw the ball at all in the final drive. They just hand off, hand off, hand off eight straight times down the field, and they yep. clinch the game. So that's why you go after a guy like Big Daddy Bayou. I like that. I'm going to send that to Dan Horde and see if he'll uh, use we, that we, on the we, broadcast. We told Dave Lapham about Dude. it. We, we gave that thing. Do you believe I had Dave Lapham on That'd my show, awesome. too? I'm, oh, I'm I believe it. Yeah, you, you're hey. getting any, everybody. Yeah, I, I think I, – uh, I certainly think Lap could pull that off. He could call him. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, definitely. <laughs> hey, you're, you're, uh, your buddy from uh, the Locked on Bengals, Jake's going to be on, on Monday. So that's why that's why I knew you had to get out of here by 6. So <laughs> – Gotcha. So, yep. Yeah. You can't, you can't keep Jake waiting. Otherwise he gets cranky, you know? 
I can't <laughs> be doing crazy. that. Well, you got, you got to make sure you got to ask him. This is what you, I need you to do on the podcast tonight. He came on mm-hmm. my show yesterday and asked, since I'm strawberry, do I like strawberry milk or do I like chocolate milk? So you have to tell, you have to ask him. He never answered me. I said, what, what kind of milk do you like? Do you like strawberry milk or, or chocolate milk? <laughs> what, is, what is your go-to? Is your strawberry? It's got to be strawberry, right? You would you would think so, but but no, it's it's chocolate. I like chocolate. Yeah, because chocolate's <laughs> better. It's way yes. better. Like, chocolate yes. milk. milk. Now yes. strawberry ice cream. Ooh. <laughs> See, I'm, I'm, a always... mint, I'm a mint chocolate chip guy myself. You know, oh, there you go, my man. Honestly, my man. Honestly, my, my favorite ice cream is as graters. It's called the uh the buy one peanut butter and chocolate. Oh. It is freaking delicious. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. And, yeah, gra- yeah. you know, Graders is is awesome. So and let's get to some of the questions here in the chat here before I, we guys have asked stuff here. Um, how many moves do you expect with our our salary cap space? Not many. All right, so that's the thing. is like Morgan Moses, if they add him, that's probably your last big time. And I don't even know if I'd call him big time, but last significant free agent signing. I think a lot of that space – one, they might carry some of it over because they're, they're going to have a lot of space next year, next offseason, but they might be in a spot where they carry a little bit more over and really make a push. Uh, because if they win eight games, let's say, they're going to want to try to add another piece or two and make a real run. Um, but but with that said, I think it'll go to Jesse Bates, Sam Hubbard, those extensions, mm-hmm. and then maybe a, a Morgan Moses or some other veteran offensive lineman and maybe one veteran defensive lineman. So I could see a couple signings before training camp, but nothing too crazy. Moses is probably the biggest name that right. uh, is at least semi-realistic. Now, now I have a question for you. We had uh, Jamar Chase who, who did his first conference thing was uniform that got all excited. He thought, he thought Cincinnati was different. He, I guess he thought it was just going to be a, a stadium and a bunch <laughs> of land or whatever. So he was yeah. supposedly driving around last weekend with a scooter and, and a disguise and everything. And I know Bengal Jim was out there walking around trying to find him, but did you ever <laughs> find him or not? Or, you know, did we ever find out the, the Explorer Cincinnati enough? Or? No, man, he he's he must be as good a, a, at disguises as he is catching the football because <laughs> I hadn't seen nothing, zero on social media and something like that. Could you imagine if you found Jamar Chase oh, in a dude, disguise? I you have to it. get a picture. Oh, yeah, oh I would have. Oh, yeah, uh, you I, know? I totally would have. And so uh, I think that's funny, but I will give Jeff Hobson props. He was like, uh, what's your disguise, Jamar? (laughs) (laughs) Chase is too wise. (laughs) Yeah, I can't tell you that. But uh, so we got OTA starting next week. We have the rookie minicamp and then it's nothing until training camp, right? Isn't that the the way the schedule goes? Yep. Yep. So OTAs over the next month or so, and then there'll there'll be some time off and then we'll reconvene for, for training camp. And it's, it's going to be a fun camp. I already know that. I think OTAs are going to be fun. And that's the thing, guys, is last year we had all those virtually. And so it didn't really feel like much was going on. It's going to feel like there's plenty going on over the next month or so. Well, yeah, especially since we had nothing last year. Because that, that's the thing. I'm like, yeah. oh, yeah, we got rookie minicamp. We got OTAs. We didn't have any of that last year. So it's exactly. it's a lot, lot of fun. Yep. All right, Jennifer's got a question here real quick. Uh, do you think there's a chance for Gino, for the Bengals signing Gino Atkins back? Never say never. Never say never. It would make sense. Uh-huh. Does Gino want to come back to Cincinnati? That's the he question. He and, wouldn't have to and move. Not the, and not the city. Yeah, that's what I would sell him on. Man, we're offering you the same as everybody else. Right. You know, this two, $2 million deal or one year, whatever it is, $3 million deal. Just stay in Cincinnati. Play alongside Larry Ogunjobi, a guy you mentored, mm-hmm. and, uh, and ball out. And then who knows? Maybe you sign here again or you sign elsewhere and – 
that's what I would do if, if I were the Bengals. I'd try to pitch him on that. But who knows? You know, he could be being courted right now by right. Tampa Bay or one of these other contenders. Right, right exactly. I got, I right. got one before. I let right. you go. Just a quick one. How do you feel um, when we turn it over to the defense with mm -hmm. the players that we have with signed, drafted, and it's coming? And we've kept Lou Armadillo is what Jeff always calls him until he learns how to stop a offense. Yes. But with what we have, we started the first time, we flip-flopped and we restarted again. How do you feel about the defense and how do you feel about Lou as a coach? There are question marks all over this defense, starting with Lou Anarumo. You know, mm -hmm. can he – can he put together a competent defense? Well, he's certainly got his guys now. And that that's what I would say is the past two off seasons, they've spent significant assets to give him players that he thought would fit his scheme, completely revamp the secondary. He's got a star in Jesse Bates. They really like Von Bell, obviously. So now it's up to Lou, even if they don't bring in another three tech like a Geno Atkins, which is certainly a need based on the roster on paper, they should have enough to be better. That doesn't mean they need to be great because Right. Most defenses score thirty points a game. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. But they need to be top twenty. And yeah. if not, like before Zach is on the hot seat, I think Lou will be. So, like, let's Me say too. they get yep. off to a one and four start. I would assume it has more to do with the defense than the offense. Right. Who knows? Uh, right. So, so I think that there's a lot of guys that need to prove it. Luana Rumo, obviously, Trey Waynes is in that boat, and, and uh, you know DJ Reader coming back from injury. All these guys mm -hmm. need to make a significant impact. And if they do. I think this defense could be pretty good. Their ceiling is at least 15th in the league, you know, is average, but right. they need to get there. And there's a lot of question marks in that path, in the way that we need answers to over the next, well, three months or so before the season starts. Man, awesome. I can't wait. I'll be there. there Tell me there's a the chance. I'll, I'll <laughs> be there in one one, section 158, screwing my head off. So it'll be a blast. James, as always, dude, I appreciate it. I love having you on the show. Like I told uh, Jake this the other day, I listen to you guys all the time. So definitely go check out Locked On Bengals and everything he does for all Bengals and Sports Illustrated and everything else. Awesome. Thank you guys for having me. It's always fun. And uh, keep up the good work, guys. All right, brother. Who day? See you. Hey, guys. Thank you. All right. That was cool. Uh, I always yeah. enjoy James. He's got he's to go go uh, meet Jake. They got to go do their, uh, their podcast. So that'll be Man. dropping sometime tonight. You guys can listen to it tomorrow. <clears throat> well, and – just to have him as part of the show. I mean, he's just so into everything. It just, just, uh, you know, getting the report of Burrow actually throwing the ball with, uh, T, uh, or Chase Higgins and CJ Uzama. Uh, Ooh, Uzama, Uzama and, and Chase, just to see that. I, I was thinking, you know, that, and he said it's not easy just to get that much information. So imagine what <laughs> it's like for James Rabin. Just to try to exactly. Get it. That's why, dude, dude. Just to get him on the show, I I, I got to message him, and then like three days later, he he finally answers me. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, you come on, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, I, it, and you got to give him his props for actually coming on and doing it and taking his oh, time. Yeah, I, no, I that. I appreciate. It. Like I said, Jake's oh, coming on Monday, yeah. so oh yeah, I appreciate. It. We we got Alex uh, Schubert coming on tomorrow. He was supposed to come on today, but he was gracious enough to move to Friday since uh, Jake. Or James was was coming on today, but uh, uh, me and Alex were on. Well, I was on Alex's podcast called "Fu We Like the Bengals." And if you guys have not checked that podcast out, do me a favor, go check it out after we get off the air. 
then you guys can go watch it. But uh, yeah, Jeffrey Turner here is to win championships. Which I agreed with to that to a certain certain extent. Um, because Kansas City has won one without a great defense, and then they've lost one. But it really wasn't because of their defense. They lost because of their offensive line, if you ask my opinion. So, yes, defense wins championships. But if you have a great offense and an okay defense, you can win too. Like I said, I'm not sold on Lou Armadillo. I'm sold on the guys they have. I think Joseph Morsai is going to be good. I think Sample's going to be good. I think Big Daddy Bayou is going to be good. You know, Trey Henderson we just signed. I think he's going to be good. I think Lou has got the players – to run what he wants to run. Now, if he can scheme it right, that's that's my whole issue. And that's what I was talking about with Sands yesterday is, is can he scheme it right to put the guys in the right positions so that they are the most effective? And that, to me, has still yet to be determined. You know what? And you're exactly right what you said there, um, too, with, you know, they, what were they down there, left tackle and right tackle? I mean – um, they're and, down to two linemen. Yeah, I don't know. If, yeah, I, I think it was a it was a guard and a tackle. And and it's turning into an offensive league. It, it really is. I still believe you know defense wins championships, just like everybody else, and everybody should because if you got the best defense in the NFL, even if you're playing against one of the best offenses, uh, you're going to be in the Super Bowl uh, most likely. Here, or you know, you're, you're going to have one hell of a team. Right. So. You know, it is what it is with with that. I mean, you can make an argument either way. Are you back? Or I'm back. One of us left. There All you right. go. Uh, James says, or Jared, sorry. Does Burrow play in the preseason if he's ready? If it were me, I would say no. And I had forgotten about this. I cannot remember. What podcast I was listening to, it might have been locked on. I don't remember, but they said, I think actually, I think it was locked on. I think J- Jake said this that Carson Palmer actually played a series the preseason and six when he came back. So I, I personally don't want Joe to play in the preseason, but if he's 100% ready, I wouldn't put a pass. I know Joe put his leg. I know Joe would want to play. <laughs> I know he would. I know he was gathered. He wants to play with, get over with. You know, so I wouldn't be surprised, but if, if it were up to me, no, I wouldn't let him play. Uh, that's actually a good question because um, Which I think it's funny because we're actually wondering if he's going to play in the preseason. And this guy right here kept saying the whole time he's going to be ready game one. And that guy kept going, well, I don't know. Uh, so my or my orange colored sunglasses worked out pretty good for me on that one. <laughs> I will, I, I will, I will. You will take my lunch money if he is there. I promise. Um, I believe he's going to be there now. I really do. I hope he is. But one thing that worries me, and is, and it really, it it's not a bad worry. It's a good thing. But um, when you haven't played football because of his health, he he he's gotten healthy a lot faster than what we thought. But when you start. And you go what a hundred and at that point it's going to be like a hundred and forty days or something, and you mm-hmm. haven't made a football move, you haven't ran around a dummy. If if he's not able to do that, at least maybe for one series or like you said, like like Palmer, 
um, then that were then that kind of would worry me about starting him. You know, I, I, well, I don't know. The doctor did say is he, he's, he's a little bit ahead of schedule, to be honest. He's had no setbacks at all. Yeah. So it's looking really well. And, and I'm sure I don't, like I said, I, the only video that I've had of Joe throwing the football, let me see if I can find it if it, I have it on here, or I get rid of it, was the one with him where he was throwing it with um, uh, Jordan Palmer, which I think I got rid of that one. Yeah, I don't have it anymore. But that's the only video that I've seen of him throwing the football. And he was looking good. I mean, he wasn't like bending his, his, uh, knee really and put a lot of pressure on it but i mean he, he looked pretty good and, and the thing is they're going before he goes and plays the game he's going to be running around he's going to be moving he's going to be doing football drills that's going to happen he's not going to do it his first time he runs or runs around anywhere or tries to make football moves he's not going to be in the game so he's going to be doing that before they they let him go out and play and lavelle here has a, a, a interesting thing he said they play washington in the preseason and i know you had a comment earlier in here about uh, maybe they should let him play against Washington to, you know, get the skeletons out, which might not be a bad idea. I, you know, I don't know, but to be honest, then you got chase young. <laughs> yeah. It's a preseason. The chase, the, dude, I barely, I, I, honestly, I don't even know how many starters are going to play in a preseason at all. And trust me, chase young, they're not going to be going out there to try to kill each other. Well, I think they I won't hurt anybody in preseason. So, so I'm not, I'm not worried about that, but, um, I knew that'd I, get him going. Well, like you just say silly stuff sometimes. I'm like, you know, it's like that's not even that's not even a real thing. But it, it would be interesting if, if it does uh play against Washington. Um yeah, I don't flush see. Terry. The answer is no, Lou Armadillo cannot maximize our talent otherwise. I think the Bengals make the playoffs. I I think they're gonna make the playoffs and I just I really hope that Lou can actually coach better because he's actually got the guys to I think had stopped him this year and put pressure on the quarterback because I was talking about this with, with Sands. And I think my, uh, Coach uh, Mike or Matt here uh, earlier this week. When it comes to the rappers and the clowns, it wasn't the core. It wasn't the passing game that beat us with those two teams. It's the running game, and with with DJ Reader and Open Joby and Big Daddy Bayou and 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 everybody else. Oh, Mike Daniels. We if they're healthy which they weren't last year, we should be able to stop the run a lot better than we did last year. And if we do that, then you're going to make Baker Mayfield beat you or Lamar Jackson beat you. And I think the Bengals actually kind of figured out how to to subsidize Lamar Jackson with uh, Darius Phillips. He put him on him, and he was able to contain him a little bit. We're talking about that with, I think, Sands or somebody uh, uh -huh. in the first game against the Ravens. If you remember that, Lamar didn't break out. You know, It was the running backs that killed us. They're three-headed monster. That killed mm -hmm. us. So yep. that's the thing. If, if our run defense can actually stop the run and our, our pass rushers can get to because we're actually going to have multiple pass rushers. We basically had two pass rushers last year, and and and, and Hubbard was hurt half the year. So, yep. I mean, Lawson was basically our only pass rusher. I mean, I can count four guys right now that you could uh, put out there that should get pressure on the quarterback. Just so just by talent alone, our defense should be better. Right. <laughs> yeah, and and, to, and and actually to even add to that, I mean, what you were talking about with Lou, and I guess you can even bring Zach into this category or or, in, or into this conversation. But you know, he's had, we've had two years now. We have 
defense spent money. Everybody was happy. And then last year, everybody got hurt. Now we got rid of a lot of our backfield, brought in a lot of new guys, but I think they're good players. Mm -hmm. How long it takes for them to mesh, I don't know that. But I do think that we have good players, just like James was saying, that we're not going to be a top five defense, most likely. <laughs> but we do. Top 16, that would help, like you said. Exactly. And we do have the talent there. It just needs to be used right, and we cannot waste another year after this year. If I mean, if you if you look at the 05 team, that was that, and that's why I, I'm kind of compa- comparing this team a lot to the 05 team. It was now it would have been Carson Palmer's third year, just Joe Burrow's second year. But that defense, it wasn't they got like a ton of pressure or anything, but they were a very opportunistic defense. They got a lot of interceptions and turnovers and stuff that so that's could be what what the Bengals are this year but i actually think pressure wise uh, on the edges this team might be more talented defensively than that team was because yeah. i mean I, I can't even honestly I'm, you, you had uh who were the line they had the linebacker um um who had that really 51 um he had that one really good year and he could have been a great linebacker and then he couldn't get his life straight and he had david pollock and then um I can't remember who an edge rusher was before that. I, I could see him in my head. He's number 91, but I can't think, think of his name. But, I mean, they, it wasn't like they got a Michael ton of pressure. Johnson? No, that no, was no, no. 93. This is, this, this, yeah, is this, after, this, is, this is before Michael Johnson. But, anyway, my, my, my point is that team didn't have a great defense. Yeah, Udo Thurman, Udo Thurman was one. Okay, but who, 91, who is 91? That's what I'm trying to think. He was the uh, edge rusher we had. I can't remember his name. Um, But that team didn't have a ton of of pressure you know we were just a very opportunity opportunistic defense so it wasn't mm-hmm. a great defense it was a good enough defense we had a great offense and if bur- or bro if a uh, carson doesn't get hurt you never know what's gonna happen all right get to the orange air here and he's got a good point here he said chicago had one of the best defenses in the league and couldn't make it which it, they did and the thing that they didn't have is a quarterback and that's and like i said we get the biggest thing yeah, everybody yeah, Odell Thurman, yeah, I know. Who was 91? <laughs> That's what I'm trying to remember. Odell Thurman was linebacker. 91 was the, the edge rusher. And I cannot remember. Anyway, uh, let's see. Royce and Joe may play. I know. I, I, I'm just going to figure it out. Uh, Joe may play a little preseason just to work on his time. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if that. And that's that's kind of what I could see happening. Me personally, I'm kind of like, I'd just rather just wait until, you know, <laughs> season start. Uh, <laughs> oh, not Odom. No, Odom. Odom was after. We're talking ninety-five, Foxy. Ninety-five. Odom was after. After that, I cannot remember his freaking name. David Pollock. Who you're talking about? Yep, Pollock. Yep, you guys, you all got the linebackers right. I'm talking about the the edge guy. <laughs> I cannot remember yeah. his name. Damn it, uh, it's killing me. I can see his name. I can see his number. I can see his face. I can see everything. But I cannot remember it. But anyway, that that just goes to show we didn't play edge rushers in 05. And that's kind of, you know, and it wasn't a great defense, but we won the AFC North there. And, and we had a really fun, awesome year, you know? Yeah. That, so that's where I'm like, if our offense could be anywhere close to what the 05 offense was, which I really think we got a great shot of doing, we could make the playoffs. Because nobody thought 05 were going to make the playoffs. We were on the best teams in fall that year. We were going to the playoffs. We were 
pretty highly ranked and thought of to, to make a Super Bowl run. Yeah. You know, so that's where I'm comparing. And, and we might be a year away from that because I said that, that was Carson's uh, third year. No, not Frosty Rucker. I, I remember Frosty. Frosty no, was Frosty. Guy. He was 92, I think. Yeah. <clears throat> but uh, that's what I'm just saying. I, if the defense doesn't have to be great. But with the talent they had, they have, I think they have a chance to be really good if mm-hmm. Armadillo can put it together. Kind of what I, I do, thinking, but I do too, man. I mean, I, I see the freaking yes, there it is. Gathers, that was his name, Robert go, Jeffrey. Gathers. Robert Gathers. Gathers, yes, God. I was driving, I'm like, what the hell is it? Yeah, Robert Gathers was like the only one, the only pass rusher we really had. It took what all this 10 minutes. There's 37 yeah. people watching this, and it took one person it took like 10 minutes to get there. I, I Jason, think I, I think Chris says Jason he played Buck. for the Bengals J- by now. Jason Buck played on the 88 Super Bowl team. Come huh. on now. Foxy <laughs> <laughs> yeah. jumps in, gathers now. Like, you're a little late, Foxy. You already got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There we go. Yeah. yeah I remember <laughs> anyway, big sorry, game. Go ahead, man. I, I didn't mean to mess your thought up, but go ahead. Oh, no. Um, I, I don't even remember what we were talking about now, to be honest with you. That is surprising. You see, Jeremy really pays attention to the show here. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> but uh, I got a question for you. And see, it's kind of I actually get to talk to you, you know, because you you you've been out, and I talked to a whole bunch of other people. But the rookie minicamp was this week, and a lot of Bengals fans and a lot of people on the chat here have been blowing blowing me up saying Puka Williams this, Puka Williams that. Do you see Puka potentially being our? Uh, Returner is I like Darius Phillips, but I also think you need a backup guy in case Phillips gets hurt because he is, you know, injury prone. So what what do you uh what do you thought of, what's your thoughts on Puka? Puka. You know, I, <laughs> I love the name. Um and I can only imagine what Lap or uh Dan or somebody would have to say, you know, with running one back, but it's it's almost such a They've they've changed it so much now where it's not as much of a big deal as if you have a Deion Sanders or somebody like that now. So you know, Puka Phillips, I haven't really got to watch. I don't I just know if want you, somebody if gotta, who's, who's not gonna fair catch it on the five yard line. That's what I would prefer. That's uh, how how many times Erickson fair catch oh. like, dude, you're on the five. I'm like, if you're gonna let it bounce and see if it goes to the end zone. Oh my goodness. Couldn't stand that. Couldn't stand that. But this Puka guy, I've never, I've never watched him. I don't. Well, this is where I think, I, this is where I think the competition is going to be. And Chris is, uh, Lavar says uh, Chris Evans is better than than Puka. Now, see, Chris Evans, as far as I know, has never done it before. Uh, at least in college, I don't know if he did it in high school or anything like that. And from what I've read in the many uh, rookie camps here, Puka was actually practicing taking punts, and Chris Evans wasn't. So, because Chris Evans was kind of the guy, I thought maybe they, they would do it too. But I, you know, who knows? We'll we'll have to wait and see. But either way, hopefully they get somebody who can actually. Like I said, I just don't. Want, I want somebody. To, I, I miss Pac Man. I, I, I Pac Man would always bring it out. He ruined and, it. And I, yeah, and I, I like I like guys that go for it. You know, I, I don't like conservative conservativeness all the time. Yeah. You know, if you're to me, if you're scared, you're gonna lose. You you play scared, you're gonna lose. You don't play scared. You 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 go. You know. He'd catch he'd catch that ball with four guys around him. He didn't care, and then he'd try to out juke all of them. I mean, that's how he right. that's how he played the game. 
Uh, and that's what it comes down to. And our special teams, that's one thing we that's never gotten enough love is our special teams. Darren Simmons, I think, is a great coach. And <clears throat> whether it's Puka or Phillips, I like Phillips. So, you know. We got, we got a couple guys. We got a couple guys in the chat here wanting, wanting to talk Reds, and I, I honestly, I don't, I don't really want to talk Reds, <laughs> but I can. They're, they lost eight. I think it was eighteen to one. I don't know. I mean, there's a couple guys uh, saying, "Oh, we, we should trade this and trade that." If you, I think Lance McAllister tweeted this out, and this time last year we are only one game worse. This time this year, at the same time as we were last year, if that makes any sense. So. We're in exact, basically exact same position we were last year. So, if they get on a hot streak, which I still think can, I mean, with the start of the season six and one, I am not giving up on them. Luis Castillo looks like he's finally starting to come around. The problem is we're really injured right now. Moose is on the IL. Gino still isn't Gino, but right now we need him because Moose is out, Senzel is out, Vado is out, so. I just, I think, I think we're going to turn it around. Um, like I said a little bit about it yesterday. What really has irritated me is the front office. Their lack of doing anything at all to improve the team. Like, just had to improve it a little bit. Like, like, what really irritated me, if you look at, if you watch any of the game today, it was on YouTube TV, and they showed three Giants pitchers. All three of them, Two of them were with the Reds last year. Wood was with the Reds two years ago. All three of them are former Reds. We could have kept those guys, especially Disco. Dis- Disco Fani, I never thought we were going to keep Trevor Bauer. I wasn't delusional thinking that was going to happen. But Disco Fani, yes, I thought we'd keep him. I don't know why they couldn't pay him the $6 million or whatever, or whatever we got from the Giants to keep him. You knew you needed a shortstop. You did nothing. And that has screwed this entire infield up. So that's the part that pisses me off is what the, the lack of what they did in the offseason. But they still have a chance to make the playoffs. Do, are they going to go far in the playoffs? I don't think so, but I do think they have a chance to make it. Now, what I'm hoping and holding out hope for is maybe they'll get their heads out of their ass and try to make a trade, <laughs> a good trade, not trade guys away, a good trade. Get us a shortstop in there. Get us some more bullpen help. Get us something, you know, because fixing that well, shortstop is, is going to be a huge key. And I know I said put Gino there because I didn't know who else to put there, you know. I mean, they didn't have any other options, other farmer. And Jonathan India has played so good, they wanted to get his bat in the lineup. So it made yeah. sense to move Gino to shortstop. But if they would have fixed it in the offseason, they wouldn't have this problem anyway. <sighs> Sorry. You, you, hey, ran on, dude. I know how you. It's it's upsetting because now, uh, now, now we got injuries to look forward to, which is always a blast. Whether it's two games, whether it's a week or three weeks or whatever, it still takes away your players. So now you're going to have more young guys, and that we've got to win some games. We can't, you know, we can't just fly by the wind with with. And, and say, oh, it's injuries. We've got to win some games so and so these guys can get back and we can start getting on a roll again. And because I've never seen, I, I called us a roller coaster, I think last year or last week, last year. <laughs> but anyway, 
And and that's what it seems like we're on with the Reds. If if you're in, we're, we're if on the you, downhill, we lost four in a row of the Giants. Yeah, and, and soon you Goodness. never know. We can At make home. that twisty turn and flip back upside down and score twenty five runs tomorrow. Or when I mean it, yeah. you never know. Now Lavar Lavar here says, uh, he said, "What do you want more, Ice Man, a Reds championship or a Bengals Super Bowl?" Um, me, I've already experienced a Reds championship, so I want a Bengals Super Bowl. I want both. But if I have to choose, I want a Bengals Super Bowl. Like I said, I, I was old enough. I experienced the 1990 team, and it was awesome. Great childhood memory. I wouldn't trade it for a world. But if we could win that Super Bowl in 80, and Bengals Jim has talked about this all the time, in 80 and 81, when we went to the Super Bowl, this town was going freaking nuts. It's totally it's different. We went nuts when the Reds won the World Series. But if, this, if the Bengals can win a Super Bowl, this town will be going freaking crazy. Oh just the economy for Cincinnati and, and just in uh, the vibe and the feel and, Oh my gosh, we've never won. We've never had the feeling of winning a Super Bowl. We do that. I, like I said, Lord knows what we may end up doing. I just hope it isn't stupid. And I hope we have bail money. You're going streaking. We already know what you're doing. <laughs> uh, Royal, Royal flush. Terry says it's hard to fill a stadium. Uh, 100% capacity when you're putting on performances like today in the past week. I, I, I agree with you. And a lot of it, like, beginning of when we were on more 6-1, and one, we were killing the ball. Everybody was hitting. Everybody was hitting except for Votto and, and Gino. Not right now. The only ones that are hitting is Castellanos and Winker. Nobody else is really hitting. And our pitching isn't the greatest. It's okay. Um, but, I mean, Luis Castillo pitched. He actually pitched good enough to win. The other night, he struck out 11 guys. He had one bad inning. Yeah, he gave a three-run homer, but the Reds, they were, they were no hit through five innings. I mean, right now, the Reds are injured, and I think that's a, a big problem. Before, it was the bullpen, it was, and the bullpen of late hasn't been bad. So it's like, it's it's at first it was this, then it's this. That, you know, it's like they're plugging holes in a, in a dam, you know, and they, and they can't get them all plugged up. So hopefully we can make it to the All-Star game. We're still – within striking distance and i hope this this front office does something to to help you know to, to try to win this freaking thing i mean uh uh Kessia, uh no cast whatever the hell is right there to make casters he wants to win um he's got to put his money where his mouth is he bought the team he went and did all this stuff last year, got all these guys, and then the next year, don't give me this crap that you didn't make any money. No Major League Baseball team finished in the red last year. None of them did. Y'all made money. Every single one of them. No fans. Y'all made money. So don't give me this crying poor thing, you know? Yep. So, and, and, that, and the funny thing is, so I think Orange Air put it in here. He said, I think they, uh, they came out us more. I think you're talking about the Bengals now, which is funny because it wasn't that long ago. It was the exact opposite. We were thinking that the, the Reds care more about us than, than the Bengals do. So, yeah. right, and that's – it's just – it's just a frustrating because all you had to do – like, it's easy to be $10 million, spend $10 million or whatever and fix this damn team. <laughs> Dude, you are so dead on when you talk about trying to plug holes. It reminds me, I don't know how many people 
like Chevy Chase, but it reminds me of the movie National Lampoon Vegas Vacation, where he sees a leak, puts bubble gum over top of it. Next thing you know, another one pops, and he's running around everywhere, just putting. And that's exactly what the Reds are doing. And <laughs> you just yeah. put it into perfect content, and it's in, even in a movie. So yeah. you you nailed it. Uh, cr cr Crown's uh, option is to bring up Hunter Green. I, I don't think that's a good idea. Or or yeah. which the, I think next year, Crown next year, September, we'll bring him up. I, I'm there not in go. a big hurry to bring there him up. Now. I mean, you want to bring him up? That's cool. I, I don't think bringing up two guys that are rookies in the middle of a, of a pennant race who did not have a full year of minor league baseball last year and bring that up now, I don't think it's a good idea. Maybe the Reds will. I mean, they're pitching great in, their, in double A. I mean, maybe the Reds change their, change their mind and bring them up, but there's been many, many, many times, Homer Bailey to be one, where they brought starting pitchers up too early and they weren't ready and they never became as good as they could be. So I would rather wait and make sure they are ready to bring them up. And if they're ready, then we're going to have a really good one-two punch for years to come. So yeah. Uh, you wait. They wait till. How do they wait too long? Who? Who? Tell me. Tell me who did they wait too long for Garcia? Last year they brought Garcia up, shortstop. Where's he at now? He's in Double A. No, they don't wait too long. <laughs> That's a problem. They don't. I mean, let's let's look at uh, the, the Cuban Missile. He was supposed to be a starting pitcher. They brought him up too early, and now he's a reliever. They could have kept him in the minor and made him a starting pitcher. So, no, that's wrong, Crown. They they don't. They <laughs> they wait. They don't wait too long. Sorry. Anyway. <laughs> I'll, yeah, I'll let you guys have that one out. Yeah, see, we're talking baseball, and Jeremy's not Alabama, and I don't, he doesn't pay attention. Look at other teams. Yeah, they I, all I wait to bring their guys up to the ready. You're I right. get to watch, like, two Reds games a week, so <laughs> I don't want to try to act like I know more than what I know. But I do know my Reds, but older Reds till now. Um, but now it's two days a week. That's tough. <laughs> it's hard exactly. to uh, go back and forth with you on the bench or whatever else when you exactly. watch them two days a week. Now, Royal Fl Flusher says, I'm looking forward to Bearcats challenging for the college football playoffs spot and seeing what the Bearcats or Bengals can do. The, the cool thing is about the Bearcats is they actually have a shot, a really good shot of having three number one picks, number one first round picks. For the first time ever. I mean, now Desmond Ritter, which, I mean, take it for what it's worth. It's way too early prognostication, but he is projected to be the number two quarterback drafted. So, I mean, these are huge things for the Bearcats. And, yeah, I, I think the Bearcats will have a very – like Chad Burleson, they said they're going to have, have a top ten uh, defense this year. Uh, they, they, got, they got – Huh? He, is Ritter going first? Is that what, what they're thinking? No, just saying first. Just no, first no, just pick. for yeah, for Cincinnati. You know, just for your team. Is he going first? But like, uh, like uh, out of the Cincinnati Bearcats, whoever gets drafted first. No, no, they're, they're, no, no, no. There's three. There's three number one picks. Uh, Ritter, uh, Ritter could uh, be the first quarterback taken. But the quarterback class isn't that big next year. He could okay. be in the first round. So. I got you. I got you. Because I like Ritter. Ritter's work on his deep ball. He gets that deep ball going. He's going to be dangerous. I, I, you know what's and the funny thing about last year and switching back over to the Bengals real quick here. 
um, was, you know, Joe Burrow at LSU, it was bam on the long ball. <laughs> and then this last year with Cincinnati, we just had that missed timing by just a little bit, just a couple. And that's another thing. I, I I hope they get a work on. I hope he's healthy enough yeah. to do it. He don't have to run around and do it. Just get that timing. And man, let's see the long ball. I, yeah, I like Sauce, Sauce Gardner. He he's gonna be a first round pick. That dude, that quarterback is good for, for the Bearcats. I agree, Sauce. With Terry. Sauce. That's awesome. Gillo, 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 Gillo. What's up? Gilo. I had to make sure that the rebuild of Joey B was better, stronger. Fisher, that's why I was away so long. Well, thank you for your contribution, Gillo. I'm glad you did what you could, and it has worked, and he is going to be back game one. Yeah, crowd, you're saying Oklahoma's uh, quarterback will go number one. Yeah, I'm not saying Ritter will go number one. I said Ritter it will no. be um, a, fir- a potential first-round pick. I did say he'd be the first quarterback going, but you're right. Oklahoma quarterback will probably for I mean, it's a year away. I honestly don't know, but we'll see. And Burrow, Dallas Burrow is going to be da- dangerous. You are correct. Holla. Spencer. Rather. Oh, what exactly. The heck? What, what did you just have? Did you just have an airplane fly over your house or a train? Uh, actually, it? yes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> All right. you Do you it. think Puka Williams will have a chance at running back or punt returner? That's, I think, Puka has to be a special teams guy. That's yeah. how he's going to make the team. Special teams, yep. and now where it goes from there, I don't know, but he's got to be—he's got to be a special teams guy for sure. Excuse 100%. me, Ohio State will always be the best team in Ohio. Congratulations, thanks for sharing, Dallas. My boy. I don't—I don't, I don't think I said anything like that, but all right, Dallas, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm sorry about all the child support I never paid. What? What child support? <laughs> I'm telling Jeff, Dallas. <laughs> He's my boy. Da- Dallas, Dallas is your illegitimate son. That's yes, scary. and I, I never sent a check, and I'm sorry. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! Oh, I love All you, right, man. It's six twenty-nine. I think we're gonna roll on out of here. Won't we? Uh, get to the Facebook groups that let me live stream, and I appreciate every single one of you guys. I know I'm on other Bengals Facebook groups that I don't mention, but. Honestly, I can't sit here for 20 minutes and mention all of you guys, but everybody who's live streaming on any Facebook groups, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I appreciate you guys. Like I can shout out to the, the ones that helped me out the most. Hootay Nation, a great Bengals group. Cincinnati Reds, riding third, heading for home. Bearcat Country, a great Bearcat group. And I know I mentioned all the Bengals that are Bengals family members who are on Hootay Nation. Bearcat Country has a lot of Bearcats, former Bearcats in this group. So it's a really if you are a Bearcat fan and you want to get some real insight from some Bearcats who are in this group, go j- check out Bearcat Country. You got the Ohio State Bucknuts are guys like that guy right there who likes the Buckeyes in Dallas. I'm sure Dallas has has joined. If Dallas didn't join, he's not a very good Buckeye fan. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> and then you got the Ice Bar, which is a virtual bar show page. You can uh, join on there. We can have some uh, fun conversations like we do during the show. You can follow me on all my social media platforms, all under Sports with Strawberry Ice. I'm on Twitter at Jeff A. Trenopole. That's T R E N N E P O H L. I'm on Instagram, TikTok. All those are under Sports with Strawberry Ice. TikTok's handle is Iceman90. I'll be pulling a sound off later on tonight. Uh, put it, it'll be on Bean Pod, Apple, 
uh, Apple iTunes podcast, wherever you get your podcasts, make sure you like, rate, and review. YouTubers, like I said, we're at 1,116 subscribers. That is awesome. We get to 10,000. I will give something away. I don't know what. <laughs> we get to 10,000 subscribers. I will find something. It won't be the jack jackpot Joe Joey shirts, which eventually I am going to give these away again. I got I got a couple more. The problem is though, the, I only got larges. So if you're if you're bigger than a large, these won't fit you. <laughs> so so if I do big with trivia tomorrow or something like that or next week and give some of these shirts away again, just remember answer the question. They're the shirt large. That's all I got. We're into more. I think we have lost Jeff for a second, guys. One minute here. His internet's been kind of in and out. If you've noticed a little bit throughout the show, stupid internet. Back. All right, there he is. There's the man. All right, let's get uh, so YouTubers uh, 1116. And other than that, Jeremy D, yep. you help us roll on out of here. I sure will, man. And you know what? I went into the vault this week. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to take out one of my old poems. And oh I'm going to just just throw one up there. It's it's the five-month anniversary, um, I believe, for this poem. And it's called Bengal's Poem. <laughs> well, fans, tis the time of love and cheer. It was during Christmas time, by the way. <clears throat> By the way, Steeler fans, I hope last night ruined your Christmas and your New Year. We whooped them, just so you guys know. Now on to Juju. You can't say you weren't told. Bell warned you last week, then he knocked your ass out cold. So I hope you learned not to dance in the jungle. Or next year, you will find yourself in the same place with your block knocked off and fumble. Now I'm getting nice. Now, on to you, Big Ben. All washed up, throwing picks. It was almost as embarrassing as you getting caught with your pants down at a Motel 6. So all Bengal fans, enjoy your Christmas and your New Year. Sit around the tree. And as always, remember one thing and one thing only. And Everybody that is, now. you don't live in Cleveland. You live in Cincinnati. Who day? Love you guys. Hey, sorry for being a little off on the show today. I promise I will be better soon. Go ahead. Well, hope I gotta get the hell out of here before my internet kicks me off again. I but, yeah. <laughs> so let's get the hell out of here. I'll see you guys tomorrow. Other than that, that's just sports, baby. See ya. <laughs>